Hi, you're listening to a bossy short with Lisa Schinniger and Julia Dumay. Um, another short. It's going to be another week of shorts because Lisa's in the middle of finals. So, so we want to take pity on her. So many finals. I do not envy you. That is, that is rough. Um, and we've talked a little about biographies in the past and I have recently been rereading um, one that first came out a few years ago and I really enjoyed and I've been rereading again uh, this started rereading it this past week um, which is Stacy Schiff's biography of Cleopatra um, and uh, Lisa I mentioned it and Lisa got really excited too so we both have lots of thoughts on that we wanted to geek out about that a bit this mm-hmm. week for one of our shorts um like i i'm only about a third of the way into it i think into my reread um and there are some parts i sort of remember but you know it's been three four years so i don't really remember a lot um so i'm looking it's sort of re, i'm sort of discovering it again as i as i go which is a lot of fun um, you've read it too, correct? Yeah, I have. It's been a little while for me, but I just did, um, I just did a, uh, we did Antony and Cleopatra in class. Oh, nice. Um, so I got to kind of revisit that. I just, um, I didn't get to do a full reread, but I got to skim a little bit to refresh my memory, um, about, you know, like the particulars and especially that whole period, uh, where she was involved with, with Caesar and with Antony. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's, um, I loved it. It was really fascinating, I thought. Um, and it read kind of like, it was hard to remember sometimes that it was a history and not like fiction. <laughs> like, yeah. Um, and I kind of wondered, I keep meaning to go and look and see like how accurate this is to what we actually know about Cleopatra. Well, um, yeah. I mean, I think, and she says right up front that we don't have anything basically mm-hmm. of hers. You know, it's all sort of based on knowledge of... right. The classes, what similar class families would have done, what other people in her dynasty had done. And it's very much, we have like coins in terms of portraits of Cleopatra. And we have like one document that she signed, one like minor legal document that she actually signed herself. And that's all we have of her. Yeah, and it's, I found it really interesting. I do remember her pointing out, like, we talk about Cleopatra now as this femme fatale, this, the most beautiful woman in the world, but, um, like, contemporary sources don't call her that, and her, no, like, no. her coinage doesn't, um, portray her as a, as, you know, like, a beautiful woman, um, for our time or for her time. Um, mm. but in what she's actually, like, the actual translation is that she was like a fascinating woman like yeah that she um, had charisma like bonkers charisma she was like bill clinton yeah so that's really interesting like and that says so much about um like the way that we've interpreted that culture mm-hmm. down through the ages like um that a woman can't be charismatic and politically savvy um and a leader in her own right she has to be mm. sexy and beautiful and use her feminine wiles to um like get these men ensnared in her trap and yeah any kind of an influence but before julius caesar even shows up she's already like fighting with her brothers for control and oh my god ptolemy that's some 
that's like that makes Game of Thrones look like kindergarten. Basically. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that looks oh, like the Ptolemies, it makes, yeah. Oh, the Ptolemies <laughs> make the Lannisters Forget and the Starks the, the Lannisters look like are kids just, on a playground yeah, fighting over total models. amateurs, like rank amateurs compared oh, to the Ptolemies. Like, yeah, you never saw a brother sister marrying until the Ptolemies. <laughs> like you want are... incest and violence? <laughs> oh, into an art form like fratricide and also incest they were yeah yeah you would get married and bang your siblings and your parents and your step parents and your aunts and uncles and nieces and nephews and then you would kill them yeah and sometimes vice versa and it was yeah it was that was bonkers yeah um one thing you know and you mentioned this too was that you know they talk about we talk about oh cleopatra is this brilliant seductress um, and Schiff points out, you know, that when she meets Caesar, um, and they grow close enough, basically, that a few months later she's pregnant, that he, Caesar, fathers her first child, mm-hmm. um, points out that, you know, though he was a veteran of a long time, he was probably in his, what, 50s or 60s, she was 20, 21, right. you know, if anybody was seducing anybody, it was probably him seducing her, Yeah. Um. but we've turned it into, she's this brilliant, and even at the time, a little, it was, even, you know, con- the earliest contemporary records we have, which are still, like, a hundred years later, um, are, are, everybody still puts the agency entirely on her right um which is interesting because she was a brilliant savvy person and great a master manipulator but she was also 21 with another brilliant uh states statesman um who was 40 years older than she was so i i personally yeah. feel comfortable saying it was probably mutual at the very least well and it's so funny too isn't it how um like we take these powerful men and reduce them to like incapable of resisting an urge like yeah that this 50 year old war hero who runs rome like in the triumvirate is somehow like this 21 year old girl like puts herself <laughs> naked and he he's overcome with lust and he can't right? control it like what does that say about like the man himself like we act like it's all on the woman but like <laughs> well that is not particularly flattering for caesar really yeah, i you think reduce, he had a little this, more self-control than right. that you reduce him this powerful man to a gland like that's the yeah thing. And then you still walk around pretending that he's powerful, but like, uh, yeah, guys, like that's like, such like cognitive dissonance. Yeah, there. like, and how crazy. did how did anybody ever win a battle? Like, all, if all you had to do was present a naked woman, and they went completely <laughs> exactly. off the rails. Exactly. Like, really? Come on. Yeah, yeah, it was interesting. Yeah. <laughs> I love. Honestly, I could. I want like an entire sort of. Um, Oh, we're getting some input from, I was gonna say, from our yeah, special guest. Visitor in the recording studio today, one of my cats, oh. who has a lot of thoughts about Cleopatra, apparently. Oh, kitty. Oh, little kitty. <laughs> yes. Well, cats were very important to the Egyptians, yes. so. Um, and something you forget, sort of, and she makes a point of, Schiff makes a point of saying it's that it's hard because we sort of think of all of this as ancient. Um, mm-hmm. And I don't know, for me, there comes a point, even with a history degree, where I'm like, 
all ancient history is just kind of blurs together for right. me. It's hard for me to start separating things. But, you know, Schiff makes a point of establishing that by the time Cleopatra came to power, Egypt was already a thousand years old. Mm -hmm. It was already an ancient, ancient country with a lot of history, even 2,000 years ago, um, which is just hard for me to keep in mind, you know, that it's 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 interesting for me to try and try and remember that. Yeah, I was going to say, what is that? Um, Cleopatra lived closer in time to the Apollo moon landings than she did to the building of the Great Pyramids. Oh, yeah, that's like, true. Because you and you think of it like as of a piece, like you think of the pharaohs of Egypt, you know, um, building the the pyramids and like that high culture. Um and you think of Cleopatra as being a part of that, but she wasn't really. Like, no. She, she was, uh, the Ptolemies were Greek leaders of Egypt. Um, so she was much more closely aligned, even though she ruled Egypt, she was much more closely aligned with like the Mediterranean cultures mm -hmm. um, of Rome and Greece. So, yeah, that's really interesting, though. Like you think of like all of all of ancient history is like this monolithic history like it yeah. all happened in the same time and in the same place and same sort of fuzzy mythological right. time and yeah yeah, yeah. It, it's just not true That's that happens a lot i find with the middle ages too like right up until like the renaissance people mm -hmm. tend to i i can be i'm a little better about that i think just because i that's something i'm interested in but even even i admit i i still tend to think oh middle ages and forget that that's a really really long period yeah um you know that covers a lot of time and a lot of events so yeah it's it's very interesting um yeah i just totally recommend that book in general um the timelines for the beginning are a little tricky for me to get keep track of because she sort of jumps right in with this incident uh, where Cleopatra is 21 and she and her brother basically are warring for the throne. Um, and it's like prime Game of Thrones stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, and then goes back. She starts sort of in media ray and then goes back to Cleopatra's childhood. So it gets a little tricky trying to keep track of the timelines initially, but, um, that's, that's a very minor quibble for me. And that's just because I, I'm terrible at keeping track of a lot of different things so yeah and that's I, just my attention span i've never been good with uh roman history like they all all the caesars blur mm -hmm. together and i just mm -hmm. can't keep any of them straight um so it was like it i have to frame it in terms of what i know from uh from the shakespeare plays from julius oh, caesar yeah. and from antony and cleopatra and then also nice. um from the absolutely glorious um elizabeth taylor movie Oh, nice. Cleopatra, which had nothing to do with the Shakespeare's <laughs> and also kind of had a really um, tenuous relationship with the actual histories also. Well, yeah, well. <laughs> um, but I I recommend that if you're looking for sort of like the light version of, nice. uh, of the history. Like it's entertaining. You get to see a lot of um, uh, 1950s movie stars running around. Nice. Know? In very short skirts. <laughs> Excellent. Um, I like yeah, but the Stacey Schiff biography I really liked. Uh, yeah. Cleopatra, A Life, I think it's called. Yes. Um, I would also recommend, oh, 
darn it, I'm blanking on the author's name right now. Let me look it up so I can give that to you as well. Um, the book Daughters of Isis, mm-hmm. which is about women's lives in ancient Egypt, um, and just sort of every day. And, you know, honestly, if you told, held a gun to my head and said, hey, you have to travel back in time and live in an ancient uh, country, an ancient world, probably Egypt would be the one I'd want um, in terms of what it was like to be a woman, because ancient Egypt, women were did pretty well compared to a lot of the rest of the ancient world you know that women women could own property they could own their own businesses they could get divorces there was it was it was pretty good um Mm -hmm. and daughters of isis is just a really interesting uh look at sort of what everyday life would have been like um one second i'll check the uh author uh joyce tildesley T-Y-L-D-E-S-L-E-Y. She has another one, I believe, as well, but uh, I haven't read it, so I, I can't speak for it. Um, but Daughters of Isis is just very interesting. I'm putting it in my my Goodreads right now. And nice. It's my to-read list. Excellent. Oh, cool. She's got a lot on Ancient Egypt, actually. Now I'm just looking at her on Amazon and going, ooh, I'm going to read that, too. Aw. All right. Um, yeah, so those are, did you have any other recommendations or, no. uh, all right. No, cool. that's it for me. Talk to us. If you want to talk to us about Cleopatra, about ancient Egypt, about things you like, um, that pertain to those things. Uh, if you have any recommendations, if you want to lament any history, bad history to us, please, I'm always up for that. Um, and you can do that in the usual places on our website at realbossybritches.com um, on Twitter at uh, Britches Podcast. We're also on Tumblr and Facebook and you can subscribe, rate, and review us on iTunes. 